escape pod landing. Where am I? It's the new Star Wars Land of the Jawas that you put together. Action figures sold separately. You can move the action lever and make the Jawa capture R2-D2. R2, are you all right? What are they doing to you? You can raise the elevator and make R2-D2 disappear into the sand crawler. Hang on, R2. I'm right behind you. Me too. <laughs> Kenner's new Star Wars Land of the Jawas. Action figures each sold separately. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 193 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Rosh Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this evening, the young, the restless, the unmasked, but still bearded one, <laughs> Carlos Buarguel, the man we call Crunch Crunch, the man whose nuts are sweet and tasty as a hazel, are hazels, do they, hazelnuts come from trees or on the ground? What do the nuts come from? Trees? In, in between things. Ugh. <laughs> Mr. Les is not here. He is stuck in traffic because everybody's working evidently today. And we didn't know because Les isn't here. So, he's, you know, he's obviously busy. And there's traffic in Los Angeles, allegedly. The man we call King Tom. The man who drank a whole gallon of jerk juice. Hopefully, he didn't drink that. But there's rumors that he drank his haterade today. Mr. King Tom. Chansky, how you doing, buddy? You always make me drink, buddy. <laughs> I have that effect on people. The man we call El Hombre. The man who's holding on to 16 as long as he can. This change is coming around real soon to make him a man. Mr. Eric. <laughs> You threw me with that one, man. Oh my gosh. Um uh is here Strothers. Yeah. What? Sorry, I broke the show already. That's all right, man. <laughs> We're just going to talk about Jack and Diane a little bit later, if that's cool. Oh, it let's do just that. Dude, my <laughs> wife hates that song. I mean, she is so vehemently opposed to that song. I, I think she wishes that Jack and Diane, if they were real people, I know they're not, <laughs> were dead. She hates them. I'm not a huge fan of that song, but I am a fan of his early stuff because he was great for a good run, man. I got to see him in concert once, and he is a hell of an entertainer. 
Welcome. Les Gonzalez has just walked in the building. What's happening with a nice old Wolverine shirt? He's ready to go. He's pumped. I can tell. We, we just uh, talked about you actually a little bit. You make fun of me for not being Nope, 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 nope. We, we said would. that there's a lot of traffic out there right we now. We get never. it. We totally get it. <laughs> People are at work. We understand. All right. So, yeah, I got to see John Cougar Mellencamp and he had a violinist, I remember, that just kicked ass. Like she was amazing. She was great. They were great. The whole band was great. He's a great entertainer. Really short guy, but great entertainer. Wears boots like Prince. So John Cougar, and then he changed his name to John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, which, I remember that. Which was that's uh, what who I knew him as. Well, because the studios made him change his name to John Cougar. And he's like, after he got big with Jack and Diane, he's like, fuck that. I want my name back. And I was about to say because Cougar's awesome. It is cool, but <laughs> his real name was John Mellencamp. And then he, yeah, he's he's he cool, man. He's went great. Back to just John. Mellencamp John Mellencamp. John yeah. Now he's John. Now he's John Mellencamp. Yeah. Cougars yeah. better. Cougars are always better. No. <laughs> hey. He actually introduced a really, really awesome bass guitarist named uh, Michelle Ndegio Cello. Oh hell yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And his cover boost. of uh, Wild Nights. That's right. right. And she is a bad. I got ass. to see her because she ended up being David Bowie's bass player for about six, seven years on tour, and I got to see her twice. She is unreal. She's great. She is a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. That is. Yeah. Well, when, once you bring up Mellencamp, I automatically go to that. She's a stud. A stud. My favorite Mellencamp song was Check It Out. I love that song. So how's everybody doing? Eric, Mr. Struthers, how the heck are you doing, buddy? Buddy. Everybody healthy? I'm great. I Everything is coming up, Struthers. Made it through Ooh. Easter. You know, I work at a church, and that's a yep. crazy busy time. And uh, man, like the technological hurdles we have to to get over to make all this happen. But we did it. Good. And for now you, it's I get to chill out a little bit. Yeah, good for you guys. Still being able to do that and having that go out to the people needing service, and tons of people weren't able to do that this year, and it yeah. sucks. It's awful. Well, you know what su surprises me, man? Some big churches. They didn't even do services. They used yeah, past that's what I'm talking about. Right, were, right. Like really good that they did a good job on. And I thought what they did, and I mean, uh oh, church talk with Strathers here. Whether it's your thing or not, for my thing is like I always wanted to make sure that every I treated every experience like it mattered by itself. And I feel like their thought was it's like psh, nobody's gonna see this anyway. Well, what about the ten people who you might actually reach? You know. So right. I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was it was good. And my kids had a dope ass time. But here's what's weird for no bigger than we are. We've mm -hmm. had two deaths from COVID-19 related. Oh, my issues. gosh. Yeah. From um, your church? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, one from Just each awful. campus. That's awful, dude. Yeah, that is. That's I'm sorry to hear that. Yikes. Well, I hope you're healthy. The family's healthy. Everybody's doing good. Everybody's great. 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 How about you? Mr. Chansky, you doing okay? Family good? Yeah, F family's good. I'm doing fine, working, teaching, and trying to make it through. That's it, man. Try to make it through. <laughs> Everybody, please still stay at home. Let's not get crazy. Uh, li listen to what happened to me yesterday. I went for a walk yesterday with a mask on, with my Star Wars mask. Thank you for Nancy Merguia for sending those to me here. Sent me three Star Wars masks, which is great. I put one on, Lorena put one on, the baby can't put one on because he's not two years old, so you can't put a mask on him. But he's in a stroller, covered up, right? Walking to the park across the street, because that's what we've been doing every day, just walking, getting a little, little sun in there. 
some asshole in a car pulls up and says, it's fucking fake. Ah. And I instantly got into my hockey mode and I had to just control myself. I was going to say, your mom's fucking fake. <laughs> That's hockey, Raj. That just That's came out. I apologize. Right there. Those yeah. are some chirps. Yeah, right I got there. really pissed. Lorena oh, would have killed me. Boy. But, but like, the, people still have that mentality. And I also saw in Michigan today, mm-hmm. there was about 24 people out there protesting and they want to open up America again. And they are out there screaming and going crazy that the government should be open and the America should be open again. I, there was uh, a picture from yesterday here in Columbus. There was a protest at our state house and it's a picture of all these people. And I know like Pat and Oswald retweeted and a bunch of other people did. did it's he? like these people just like pressed up against a window and they're all super close together. Like, and they're yeah. looking like they're yeah. shouting because they're morons who Right. Don't trust science, basically. Right, I guess. I guess. I mean, I don't give a shit what your political views are. This thing is killing people. Stay home, please. And if you're that irresponsible, you're going to hurt other people that are trying to be responsible still. So just stay home. On that note, how you doing, Les? I'm kind of bummed out, actually. Why? Uh, well, because, okay, so today, mm-hmm. as we record this today, here in Southern California... Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Our weather is amazing. It's beautiful mm. outside today. Not to brag, but it is. These are the nights where it's about eighty degrees it's today. Eighty degrees. It's it's it starts cooling down toward the evening. The sun right. is out a little, a little bit longer. You know, for those of us that live on the coasts, or I'm sure all of you guys in the Midwest too, there's plenty of things in the evening. As you know, it starts getting warmer in the year to go do, and there's just so many things that we can't do. So it kind of. Right kind of took me down a couple of notches like i'm like dude this is bonfire weather this is you know weenie roast weather this is hazelnut riding your bikes in hazelnut roasting weather too first know? want to bring the hazelnuts into the picture mr carlos Uruguayo. all right man <laughs> it was a big hit last week the hazelnuts. i bet it was yeah dude. it was but we're not gonna we're not gonna like bring it up constantly tonight oh it's coming i'm sure it no, came up before no, I walked in no, here. no 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 <laughs> We won't but do still, that. It was, it, it's just, I get what you're saying. It's awful. It was just a little upsetting, you know, like yeah. the, the, the movies are closed, you know, you can't, yeah. these are, these are these nights where we start getting, you know, baseball supposed to be going on. Oh, we got the news today oh, in Los I'm Angeles. I'm so sorry to bring it oh, down. Oh, people. I really am, down, but bro. you just start realizing, okay, man, this thing has been as real as it fucking gets. Like, and I don't, I mean, excuse my language if that's the case. You're not allowed to cuss on the Sith I don't know if you know that. It <laughs> is as real as it fucking gets. And it's like, we just got to do the right thing. I mean, that's it. Just just so, get, let's just so get many it. wrongs are happening every damn day. It's it just falls on all of us now. It, it kind of feels like the world is like an episode of the Sith list. Let's just get through it. <laughs> With hazelnuts roasting by the fire. Oh, right, right, right. Right. but it is, it is sad for for me and Boo and you and everybody in Los Angeles. We heard today that officially there'll be no concerts and no sporting events in Los Angeles till 2021, which is like stabbing me in the heart and the back at the same time. But if it's going to make people healthy and we're going to be able to watch, con- go to concerts and watch baseball again again with 50,000 people, then that's it has to it has to be what it has to be. It is what it is. So just we're gonna have to deal with it. Boo, how are you doing, bud? I'm good. UPS, okay? Are they treating you well? Yeah, 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 no, yeah. We're doing all right. You know, trying to, you know, there's an increase. Whatever is left open, you know, grocery stores or mm-hmm. takeout places or you know, you know, businesses such as mine. Uh, yeah, there's you know, there's always an increase. But yeah, no, we're we're trying to trying to handle, trying to you know, keep keep people having stuff and things like that. You know, so yeah. 
You guys it. actually, you everybody's guys just trying. Are a yeah. huge part mm-hmm. of us getting all of our shit. Yep, just trying. I so. need all my Jeep stuff, so get yeah, <laughs> yeah, and your uh, Q-tips. <laughs> that was okay. Let me just say your Q-tips. I had, I felt really bad. The Q-tips was a piece of a massive order from Target. That they're supposed to all bring in at once. Mm. Somebody comes in and places a little box of Q-tips on my front door. I look like the biggest asshole in the world. That's not. <laughs> that's not what I intended. That's. It was supposed to be in a massive, massive order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the guys like what a motherfucker? Yeah, we got something. Same thing. They wouldn't deliver less than fifty, so we just got a bunch of stuff, and they yeah, they delivered like ten different shipments. Not 10, <laughs> right, but, it's know. like worse. That's not my intention. Was to do the opposite. Like I want them all together, so I don't have somebody come in constantly and have Boo have to ship things out of UPS. I apologize, Boo. It's all right. No, it, it, Plus, it, it was Lorraine. It wasn't me. Yeah, it was an Amazon <laughs> worker, so that's fine. Yeah. We it, the funny thing is that we made, she dropped it off. And we made eye contact because I saw her go by the window. And she's yeah. like, oh, God. She's like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah her face was like sheer terror. You're, you're the asshole. Yeah, sheer terror. I was like, it, I, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad everybody's still healthy. Everybody's doing well. I think it's time to uh, get into it. You guys ready? I need some coffee. I just don't know what flavor. Ah, damn it. it. <laughs> damn it. Just don't know what flavor. Hmm. All right, let's uh, I'll forget about it. Boy, a tough we are choice. proud members of the Making Stars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like the Bad Mad Motherfucking Motivators who are on the Making Stars Podcast Network. Check them out, included in the great podcast tab over there at makingstars.net, like Rogue One, like Blue Harvest, like Kessel Run Transmission Radio, or Fingered by Randy and Jason. But we got to get Noah on here, by the way. You know, Noah and Corey were supposed to come on our podcast. And uh, just all those great podcasts on their Tatooine Sons around the galaxy. Check all of them out. Make sure you uh, listen to them because they're fantastic. For any Star Wars news, rumors, or anything like that, or if you want to learn how to make a cool Star Wars mask, go to MakeStarWars.net for all that stuff. For anything Sithless, go to Sithless.net episodes. You can check out T Public on there, and you can email us and all that great stuff on the Sithless.net. I actually have some box office news, kind of. So let's get into it. Trolls World Tour launches into number one. The rap announced that Trolls World Tour is the highest grossing video on demand title ever in terms of revenue. And apparently this record doesn't just apply to Universal Movies, but stands across any studio. This is such a big deal that the Trolls World Tour numbers were approximately 10 times higher than Universal's next biggest opening day for a traditional digital release. The movie was available for rent, for 30 days and for sale for $19.99 with a limited 48-hour viewing. For $20? If you oh, have kids, I, let me ask, yeah. let me ask King First Tom and, and foremost, Eric. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ask the gentleman yeah. with kids who can watch this. Did you buy this? No. Not that my, my kids are not necessarily into trolls, but if they were and if I knew that something like that would distract them for two hours at a time when we're all cooped up at home anyway, I would strongly consider it. Amanda and I actually talked about that, and she's pretty tight when it comes to certain things. And so she's like, we are not going to spend 20 bucks on this now and then buy it uh-huh. in a few weeks from now when it's got it or what. Yeah. And I get it. However, on the other hand, that did start the debate about what we would do if you would you pay to rent something at home, even if it was available in the theater. Like we've talked about that before. Is that an option you would exercise? Like right. with you guys, especially having a baby and you can't get away. It's like, I really yeah. want to see this movie right now. She's like, nope. 
She goes, she'll just be like, no, I just wait, wait until it was out at home. Or if it was, you know, like if, if it was a, a movie I was really into, I want to go to the theater and see it. And right. You mean for 20 bucks or just in general? Well, just, just in general, uh, you know, she's not going to spend the 20 bucks and then buy the movie. Sure. A few, yeah. Which I get, I I get it, but, but no, we, we didn't do it. I would personally but yeah she dude she's old school and t- she's the smart one she's the one saving our family right honestly. right 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 <laughs> Lorraine is the same way but i will say we had date night on friday and so we we get popcorn and we watch a movie a movie that we haven't seen we rent it we buy it I, we watched bombshell by the way uh, the roger ailes debacle it was fantastic my god Charlize theron is so good that lorena didn't know who she was for the first five minutes of the film she mm. transforms herself to making Kelly without any CGI. It's she all makeup. That. She is unreal. She's great. Wow. Yeah, she's although she is respected, I don't think she gets enough credit for how great Good of an actress, actress she is. is. I agree. But you she's know, been nominated multiple times. Oh, multiple and times. And she's won an Oscar for Monster. For Monster. Yeah. See, but that's that's another role in which she transformed, she transformed. herself. You're right, you're right. I think I think actresses and actors who can do that, Daniel Day Lewis. People like that who just you lose mm-hmm. the person. I yeah. think that's on a whole different acting ability. Yeah, that's right. just where I I don't see the per- oh incredible incredible. Yeah, it was really good. I I oh. definitely recommend it. It was very good, and it's sad to see women at this point were still treated like that, and still are treated like oh, that. Oh, they still yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Still Roger Ailes is a it sick still son of a bitch. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you? See, this kind of goes back to the troll thing, and I was reminded of this because I saw this. But did you see what Kevin Smith said about Black Widow? No, 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 okay. no. I guess he he had his um, podcast, uh, Batman Beyond Live. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about like you know what because I guess Disney is putting out Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus. Oh, I didn't know movies. that. Yeah, and um, they were talking about you know there's big budget there's something like Artemis Fowl where they didn't know what its prospects were going to be, and then something like Black Widow that they put a lot of money into, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't release that on Disney Plus. Um, but Smith said, honestly, the only way they could do it, and I, I bet you they could, I bet you this would work. You put out Black Widow on tran- transactional video and you charge $100 a copy. People would still buy it, dude. We're crazy. We're stupid. Think about it. It's <laughs> even a pretty good deal if you've got a big household. You've got five people in the house. That's what you spend to go see it. Look at the movie theater. That's what you get to watch it in the privacy of your own home. Wow. So it's like what we're talking about with trolls. Right. And he, you know, obviously Disney, this is just him talking his ass pretty much which is what he does which is what we do uh yeah but he seems to think that that <laughs> that would work and yeah it people, might work it with might be the future of seeing big big budget movies i don't know if it would work for black widow but let's just say we're at a time where avengers endgame was coming out right mm-hmm. i could easily see somebody i mean doing this for 100 150 bucks and inviting your friends to split it like a pay-per-view fight mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. watch it in the game room like in the movie room how cool would that be well, okay the and then that i mean i We'll jump on to that where King Tom said Black Widow would be the same. I think. I think so, but I don't know if Black. Not, w- not, I don't know if you can get six of your buddies to come and split for Black Widow. Uh yeah. You yeah, think you so? Could. Oh hell yeah! yeah. Our, yeah, bu- our buddies, yeah, yeah, our buddies. Yes, I'm talking about the the general fan. For the most mm-hmm. part, in this situation, first and foremost, you probably shouldn't have that oh, many people in your house. That's right. You can't do that anyway. So <laughs> let's let's talk about that part. Uh, yeah, that's but true. if it is your family. Yeah. And let's say your family is, you know, you got your you, your brother, their kids all under the one roof, all under one roof. Boom. All uh, in, man. And that's why that's trolls obviously blew up because there's plenty of families that have children. And it's like, hey, 
We're going to watch this awesome, colorful movie that's not Frozen. Or do you guys want to watch Frozen and Trolls too? Boom, there it is. I thought bucks. Trolls World Tour was about geeks and gamers for some reason. Oh. 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 Do Nicely. they have enough money to actually go on a tour of any type? Nicely I, I, done. I don't know. See, or they just the, stuck in basements. That's yeah. Funny. I'm sorry. That's all right. No, I, please. Shots fired, baby. Please Let's do it. Bring it. Bring it. Hazelnut's coming through. Let's go. <laughs> Hazelnut's coming in. I'll, hot. Get, I'll get gangster with it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> my question is, my question is, Trolls Two for a two day rental is twenty dollars. Yeah. How can Marvel Studios, uh, Lucasfilm? I guess Universal, if you want to go or Sony, Sony. Or that could charge a hundred dollars, five times what Trolls is. Mm-hmm. That's my question. I just so uh, how I do we have a ranking and demand? I, I know that, but then that's mm-hmm. that's not price gouging, but that's taking advantage of it is yeah. of people's fear. So that's that's, uh, that's so what I people's fandom. Yeah, that's what I found interesting about Trolls Two only being twenty dollars for a two day rental. That's a pretty good fucking deal. Oh, it's ten bucks a day. Yeah, ten yeah. bucks. Yeah, going to the movies. That's that's you yeah. and a soda. Yeah, that's that's, that's not even the person you're going that's with true. or something like that's that. True. So that's an interesting precedent that they did that. That trolls to a not a you know blockbuster movie or something. Like that, but this is Universal's big release for Wait, right on, now. Carlos. But how can they charge it? I I love what Kevin what? Smith is saying. I'd say fifty dollars max right. and that's high that's for end game that's for stuff like that because at this point you're starting to take advantage of people's fears mm-hmm. uh fears uh fandom and just kind of inability to uh, you know yeah, just get out of the house right. so that's yeah. that's my thing yeah go ahead what Keith. if oh, yeah go ahead again. no you what go ahead you first s- what if you said <laughs> um you know for the hundred dollar price and i i do think that's a lot especially for for two days at a certain point you know, two months after the movie is released, if you pay that $100, you get to rent it for that 24 or 48 hour period. But then two months later, you get a digital copy free. Just well, like okay, a well first and foremost, deal. well, actually, what I was going to say, which was running through my head, which is not a good idea. What's stopping people from trying to find a way to record that? No, nothing. Nothing. I already nothing. know. So if I'm going to pay 100 bucks <laughs> for Black Widow, you know, and I can find a way to just like, Download that thing. Keep as it's it going. Yeah. Let me tell you, the only way I'm paying a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Or like King Black Tom Widow. said, you're you're lined up for the DVD release or the digital release, and it's yours. It's automatically mm-hmm. boom stored wherever it is, uploaded. You're good to go. Like if yeah, if if I, I mean, get a not Blu-ray. a lot of people are Black Widow fans, and I get it. Like it's one thing if I could see Rise of Skywalker having more of a foothold, but actually, no, I think Black Widow also. It's highly anticipated. Hmm. And you're right. Especially you have nowadays. to look at this way. I get where you're coming from with the whole price gouging or capitalize on people's fears. But let's be real here. Trolls was going to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Trolls was going to make a lot of money in the theater. Children's movies, uh, family friendly. You know, they're they're going to load up. Mm-hmm. There's few that bomb. But Trolls is pretty a pretty big deal. I could see a tier system. And, you know, there's movies that are just going to come forward. You're going to be like, look, you're going to pay for this. Independent films are like five bucks. Yeah, but you're <laughs> going to pay. Are. You know yeah. what I mean? You're going to pay for this. Or, you know, even break it into, okay, these are all award, award-winning award films. You pay this much. I, I mean, I have no issue with that, in all honesty. If you can get people to chip in and come over, once we get to that point and going forward in the future, I I'm, I welcome this, actually. The only way I'm paying 100 bucks to see Black Widow mm-hmm. is if Scarlett Johansson comes to this a Q&A afterwards. In your house. In my fucking house. Yeah. It's the only way. 100 bucks? I'm not paying $100. No. See, no, it's in, in, definitely in, not. See, 
I didn't think Trolls was going to spark such a discussion. You go to the movie theater in the first place <laughs> and you're already feeling. getting price gouged if yes. you think about it. Well, nice. popcorn in well itself. Done. Popcorn it's in 70 itself, bucks. No, no, no. Per ounce, <laughs> popcorn is uh, more expensive than uh, filet mignon. Per ounce. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you go to a steakhouse, you get more bang for your buck. Popcorn is extraordinarily cheap. And then and then it, they jack up the price. Same thing with us. When I can go to across the street to 7-Eleven and get a big gulp for 79 cents, yeah. the same amount, which I pay $8 at a movie theater. Oh, what? It's like 12 bucks. Okay. <laughs> Mad matinee, that shit. I got a little coupon card. Yeah. Trolls. Has anybody seen any other films other than Trolls? Like a bombshell I saw, finished Narcos. Can't wait for Mr. Diego Luna to grace us with his acting ability in Cassian because he says he's completely done with Narcos. He said it, it took too much out of him. I bet. Mentally, he's mentally exhausted and he can't wait. I read an article. He said he cannot wait to re- revise Cassian now. Yeah, it's tough to be a monster. <laughs> oh my God. Such a good show. Check that out. I'm going to start Better Call Saul. Uh, I think this is the time to do it if I'm ever going to do it. I've heard some great things about it. I started Jack Ryan. Oh, what do you, yeah. What do you think? It's it's really it's good. really good. It's really and good. we have some news, don't Ooh. we, King Tom, about Mr. Krasinski mm-hmm. a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yes. A little bit later. Yes. Tiger stuff that everybody's watching. Tiger King, Tiger, Tiger King. Lover. Uh, we oh, haven't touched that yet. Everybody else is talking about it, so we don't need to talk about it, I guess, I'm right good. now. I think you've got your fix. Well, let's uh, move on to Mr. Wren. I think he wants Eric to do something for us. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. Well, hey, man, check this gear out right here. Uh, Bob Iger stepping back in Bobby to I, run I, Disney, I. Uh, which I think is a good move. I hadn't really considered that being a thing that would happen, but it totally makes sense. Coming back in to try to keep, you know, get Disney on track in the middle mm-hmm. of what's going on. And I, it's an unenviable task, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. Were you surprised by this at all? Any of you guys? I was surprised a little bit, but it makes total sense. They just laid off 50,000 people from Disney World Resorts. Who better to bring you back to normalcy once this thing is done than the guy that got you to all the success that you've had over the last you know, decade or so? Yeah, it makes total sense to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think this means that the other Bob is uh, not going to be in charge once this is all done? That's a good question. No, I just, I just think it's a rough thing to do to the new CEO, <laughs> although he is a business pro- professional i think you know bobby i has kind of had his reins on everything he knows how how to do everything it's mm-hmm. kind of the guy the one guy retires new guy comes in and then you know you hit bankruptcy well wait a minute <laughs> what the hell's going on I, yeah. I don't know how to do everything so i think they they just asked him please just stay for like one or two more years yeah just help help us out help him out and then then you can go i i think it's more of a favor for for disney than than anything else. It's like coaching or managing a sports team and you win three championships in a row and then you trade every single player, you fire the coach, get a new head coach and you expect him to yeah, win another championship. Figure it all yeah, out. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, I'm sure he's appreciating it, I would imagine. Unfortunately, he's going to be judged by how much profit they made and the shareholders are going to look at him. And he doesn't care. He was not, already on his way out. Not Iger, I'm talking about the new guy. Oh, yeah, the new yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was so it, Chapek? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Bobby C. Yeah, but just call him new Bobby. I think it would be you're just setting him up for failure and uh, it would change his ability to have any position like that again at another company going forward. If you if he has to shoulder the responsibility of all this when it's no fault of his own, every time there's a leadership change like that, there's always a bit of a a fumble. But (laughs) this would (laughs) 
<laughs> just unfair. Yeah, yeah but, it's awful. I mean, it's unenviable for anybody. And I I think that if anybody can get Disney back into profitability, it'll be Bob Iger. I just hopefully mm-hmm. it will be a thing where this isn't going to last forever and we can say that and have it actually mean it. Because mm-hmm. as we right. get closer and closer, like some of these timelines running out, just for example, here where I'm at, uh, currently April 30th is the 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 last day. Dude, they're going to extend that. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, be shocked ex- if they didn't. They extended us to the 15th of May. Yeah. Right. And and I think that's just going to keep going forward in in blocks. But, uh, you know, anyway, hopefully that they can get they can get back on on the game. Um, right. Because, man, that's hard. That's a lot of jobs. So it <sighs> represents a lot of lives, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, and thank God they're on furlough. At least mm-hmm. they have a chance to come yeah. back instantly. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna sort of do the like the compliment sandwich thing. Let's talk about something awesome, and that right. is Star Wars announced that this is. A, uh, I'm looking at the tweet by this official Star Wars account that says, "Pull back the curtain on hashtag The Mandalorian Disney Gallery <sighs> The Mandalorian an eight episode documentary series." Start so streaming rad. on the May the fourth. How Only cool is that? On Disney Plus. Yeah, baby. That what a surprise is that is. Killer. That's great. Well, you know, when you think about it, think about this. Here you've got all this extra footage. You know they're just filming constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Behind Absolutely. the scenes. Like when you see these documentaries with musicians and stuff, like with Metallica or anybody else, they're just they're filming hundred percent of the time. Like, man, we need to pony up. We need to get this where this subscription's worth more money and get any anybody who's still hanging on. What are we going to mm-hmm. do? Hey, I know. Let's take this whole stack of stuff we have, throw an intern on it to edit it together and uh, <laughs> and make us a show. But, I, dude, I was so stoked whenever yeah. I saw this. I can't wait to see the technology. Uh, yeah. That that I can't wait to see that the green screen stuff or whatever. Not even the green screen, the digital thing, the 5G thing. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, that is ultra rad, man. I'm so glad. So glad they're doing that. The behind the scenes stuff is always a big deal to me anyway. And to see something with the Mandalorian, when you think about how that's one of the, the things that we we've seen the show and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've not had anything else. And do you so, think we're going to get a glimpse of anything season two at the end? Uh, little tease. Hmm. Yeah. I, I just thought of that right now. I didn't really put too much thought on it, but I think we might get something. We might get little tease maybe at the end. Possibly. Yeah. But yeah, who knows, man? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, here's one. When we talk about podcasting and guests, now the, everybody's talking about what she said. And what I want to know is how they got her. Daisy Ridley <laughs> was on the, the podcast uh, Drag Race. And she yeah. talked about how uh, the, the backlash to The Rise of Skywalker and she, you know, she talks about why she isn't on social media, which is way less bad than, you know, like what happened with Kelly Marie Tran. She's just like, yeah, right. this isn't my bag. Let's move on from this. But she talked about how, so, so here, let me just read this. She said, it changed film by film, honestly, like 98%. It's so amazing. This last film, it was really tricky. January was not that nice. It was weird. I felt like all of this love that we'd sort of been shown the first time around, I was like, where's the love gone? 
I watched the documentary, The Making of, this week, and it's so filled with love. And I think it's that tricky thing of when you're part of something that is so filled with love. Man, filled with love. She says that a bunch of times. Filled she with love, love and then people. You know, everyone's beetle. entitled to not like something. But it just, it feels like it's changed slightly. But I think in general, that's because social media and what have you. It just sucks that she even has to say something like that. It just sucks mm-hmm. that she feels that way. It's just shitty. And she seems like such a great person. Yeah. Such a nice, genuinely nice person. And for her to feel that way just makes my stomach ill. Well, the article that I'm looking at is on Star Wars Newsnet. They, it's, oh, John Hoey. You, you probably follow him on Twitter. But he's talking yeah. about he, he, some of the tweets that he shows an example of. And it's always Twitter. It's always Twitter. It's man. always Twitter. It's it's just crappy. And you know, the person who tweeted this probably thought it was hilarious. But then you realize that what you're think about the words you're saying and think about their weight. It, this one in particular says, if I had a gun with two bullets in it and I was in a room with Hitler, Osama bin Laden and J.J. Abrams, <laughs> I would shoot J.J. Abrams twice. And it's like, <laughs> but then it makes me think of complete sideline here. Uh Somebody I really respect, man. I saw on Facebook yesterday, he was talking about, it's like where he said, it's like we're Jews in Nazi Germany. Don't, mm. don't spy on your neighbors. He, you don't know their business. And then this other guy comments about how when he was at Costco and seeing all the people with the masks and the gloves directing you on where to go, that it made him think of like concentration camps. And I thought you are the biggest piece of shit I've ever. And I wanted to just tear him open. And it's like, okay, you're just getting mad over nothing here. And the thing is the guy, he's a sweetheart of a guy, but I couldn't believe it's like, so you're going to compare being someplace where you can buy anything you want (laughs) to, to being marched off to your death for, uh, just people throw around words like they're meaningless. Talk about apples and oranges, Jimmy Dude. Crickets. Oh my gosh! It just and then and then some asshole went on to say about how well this really all started as soon as they started asking kids at schools, "Do your parents hit you? Do they do drugs? We'll tell us. We can help oh, you." Oh come on! And I, dude, I got bent. I'm like mute, mute, mute. I, I yeah. Just and that's what we so have to do. Pissed. We just have to mute these idiots. So. So I, I get to a point where they're just talking to themselves pretty much. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. I just, that, that's what no, it no. made me think of. No, it. no, I, I uh, totally get it. I totally yeah, get it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's flip back over to Happy Town, shall we? From the network that brought you Twin Peaks comes a new town. Or some folks like to call it Happy Town. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, mm. <laughs> so uh, this is coming from Fanta tracks and uh, Donald Gleason, he talks General Hux in The Rise of Skywalker and he says it would have been nice to stick around a little longer. <laughs> so, yeah, Aww. he said it would have been nice to stick around a little long, a little bit longer for sure. Would have been nice to see the spy thing play out a little bit, but JJ knows what he's doing. And I heard a kind of gasp in the cinema when it happened. So, I guess he was right. And he's talking about when Richard Grant shoots him. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I- or somebody oh instantly said, well, at least he was in all three of them. Right. Mm. I have a bone to pick. Okay. As well with JJ. On. With JJ Abrams. Yeah, I have a bone to pick because he, well, does good, he know, listens to this podcast. He does not know what he's doing. Why? Because uh, originally, in the original script, uh, when uh, Kajimi was blown up, Babu yeah. Frick was supposed to die. All right. And then uh, he had uh, Spielberg come in and look at it. He's like, so do you think of any changes? He's like, what happened to Babu Frick? Yeah. And Spielberg's like, no, you keep that dude. 
You keep him alive. He's great. Okay. So why would JJ kill him? Why would JJ want to kill him? Yes. Because he's a that's tiny, a sin. A no. Well, that's a good question no, because every, no, every, everybody fell in love like... on set with him. <laughs> yes. Instantly, even Mark Hamill said he's like my second favorite character in all of Star Wars. Bubba Frick. Yes. Of all Star Wars. Of all of Star Wars. Well, you know, I'm glad JJ listens. I have a bone to pick. J- I am. I am. Livid. Um, you're about to go to war, Bubba Frick, Mister. Yes. Mr. Over, Avery, over that little man. Yes. Please DM Boo. Damn right. And let, and let him know what your thought At process the was. Boo. Yes. Because out of the whole movie, that wasn't what I took away from. <laughs> was a mistake of, of uh, that film. The movie was perfection. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I found that out. From Bad Robot. Yeah. Explaining why yes. they had to do these. Yes. Things and now that I found that out, I am living. It's trash. It's gone. Well, it's you'll, trash. You'll you'll notice. That whenever Poe finds out that Kajimi was blown up, he doesn't say, Babu. He says, yeah. sorry. So, yeah, yeah bl- go to Oscar Isaac, too, and tell him you should have just improvised. Yeah. Here's a deal. I don't think if this makes you feel any better. You're I don't not laying think- a finger on Oscar Isaac after <laughs> these Dune pictures came out, dude. You're not getting anywhere near him. Go ahead. I'd- I'm sorry. I don't think that it was an intentional, hey, let's kill that cute little Muppet bastard. I think so. That's what it seems like to me. It was just like... He didn't uh, like him. It's like, we well, he was in his scenes and we went to the next thing and we weren't, we didn't have anything else for him to do. It's not like it, maybe he's dead and maybe he's not. Okay, so we got an email from Robert and I uh, wanted to read this now because we're talking some Star Wars. Hope everybody is doing well. Just wanted to check in and see if anybody has read the Art of Rise of Skywalker book. I have to say that these are my favorite kinds of books that Lucasfilm puts out alongside of the movie. They're always filled with really cool concept art and in-depth information that adds to the movies. In this particular book, they go into early concepts and scripts, ideas of the beginning of the movie, like Kylo visiting crazy-looking Oracle, Poe and BB-8 going to a speakeasy and having to escape the First Order through city's channels, and Kylo having a meeting with warlords from around the galaxy, just to name a few ideas. I do find it weird that there is very little about the Emperor coming back and the end battle. Are you guys into these art books? And if you read this one, what cool ideas from it would you like? Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. Thank you, Robert, for that email. Have you guys read this, The Art of yep. uh, Rise? I don't have oh. it. Somebody needs to buy it for me and send it to me. Yeah, your mm. podcast does that. Your your listeners do that. No, they don't uh, do it for me. No, they don't. Okay, good. Because they don't do it for us either. <laughs> it's a great book. The The ones for the the, the Disney series, they're all done by um, oh, Bill Solstack. And they kind of all follow this, the same format where he, you know, does a little bit of the making of, obviously not as in-depth as the Rinsler books we used to get, but he does a little bit of the making of as, as well as showing the art. And mm. yeah, there's nothing about Sheev, nothing about the final battle. And each of How about these, Babu dying? Nothing about Babu nothing dying about there? Babu about dying, that, no. Yeah, that shit. Babu go boom, boom. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Sorry. No, um, yeah, and e- each of them, they, like the Force Awakens didn't really have anything about Rey meeting Luke um, in the Force Awakens book. The Last Jedi book didn't have anything about the showdown on Crate or s- some other things. And they usually save that for the first chapter of the next book. So the Rise of Skywalker book has um, the first chapter is all the Last Jedi stuff. And that makes me wonder, when are we going to see the stuff from <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker? Because yeah. th- there's obviously there's nothing in here. There's really not even m- much of a mention of Trevorrow or his script or his art. Wow. Um, 
so there's there's none of that and then there's nothing about exegol there's nothing about the emperor there are maybe one or two drawings of ships that that showed up at the end but i i don't know if it's just me i you know they say there are thousands of ships in those shots i would expect a a whole book just on that fleet that showed up right but there is a ton of good stuff like he mentioned um that just abandoned side plots the original plan was to have this person contact the resistance who had worked on the first order fleet and they were a member of an oppressed alien species and apparently there was a master kill switch for the whole first order fleet that could have just taken the first order fleet down and that that would have been part of the story having the resistance get their hands on this technology that is kind of where before we knew palpatine was coming back that i i i had thought maybe this movie might go in that direction but there's some other really cool um, there's a, a david bowie looking pilot for the resistance ah. there there's a picture i don't know if you remember the fish nuns from the last jedi oh yeah there is a squad of assassins on Kajimi of those of I think right. the 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 Lanai. I mean, the whole book is is just packed with stuff, and the art is. There's this one artist on this um this whole trilogy that I really like, so it's nice seeing you know their their stuff in here too. Um, I highly cool. recommend the book. Yeah, I definitely want to get it. I have the Last Jedi one, and I have the Empire Strikes Back one from back in the day, which is great. There's yeah. some casting rumors for the second season of The Mandalorian. Oh, shit. And um, this was that hashtag show.com. They had said that they exclusive Ming Na Wen coming back as Fennec Shan in season two. So that makes you wonder, well, what's going to be the person that uh, found her at the end? Who's that going to be? Remember? Mm, oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. In uh, cool. I'm recent- glad she's coming back. Yeah, me too. I mean, because it seemed like such a waste. Yes, yeah. for no, for, well, I was gonna say for no more than she did for the nothing that she did. Right. Uh, in a recent episode of Steel Wars, uh, Steel, um, hang on, I'm trying to find the episode number. Had to do the same thing. Episode two hundred and thirty-six. Uh, he interviewed uh, Peter Scaretta about scooping the Ahsoka Tano thing, mm. and he sort of semi-casually mentioned that he was working on a bit of casting news for the second season of the Mandalorian that would be probably even bigger than that. What? So what could be bigger than Ahsoka appearing in live action? And my only thought was Boba Fett. Ah, right. That would be the only other thing that would top Ahsoka Tano from a character wise that would, that we haven't seen. Yeah, I think you're right. Question for you. I don't know if you got this, Eric. Did they sign her, Rosario Dawson, to a two or three movie or TV deal or something I heard? I do not know. I saw okay. um, that uh, Ash Crossan interviewed her okay. and she couldn't really say anything, but I only saw it right when we were getting ready to start recording. So I didn't want to try to listen okay. to it on Twitter. Gotcha. 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 But yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. No worries. Because my thought was, we talked about this on the motivators and it was, okay, if it's he didn't say if it was a big name or um, a big character or what. So, the, the, you know, we'd heard the Jamie Lee Curtis thing. Would that be bigger than 
No. And my thing is no, because no. bigger than Ahsoka. And it's specifically because a big name actor in Star Wars doesn't really excite me unless it's somebody who's a big name because of Star Wars. Oh, my gosh. Right. Mark Hamill's going to be in it. OK, That's well, right. now you got me. For me, it's about the characters. It, having a very famous person, a lot of yeah. it kind of throws me off. Yeah. Boba Fett would be the one mm-hmm. that would freak everybody out. Yeah. And they'd probably save that to the very end of the show. I would hope. I imagine. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. Now let's talk about Clone Wars. We had episode eight of the final yes. season of Clone Wars. And it was wrapping up this arc of Ahsoka and the Martez sisters. Rafa, Dolat Shahi Martez, and um, <laughs> Trace Martez. But uh, I'm going to tell you, man, this episode, action pack, number one. Number two, took any like lingering issues I had with the, the other three episodes in this arc and made them all okay. Mm-hmm. Because it really tied it together. Uh, the the sisters, their characters were really well done. They the animation in this episode, especially the facial expressions. There's Fantastic. so much storytelling going on in the facial expressions of these main characters. It was very good, well written dialogue, action packed. You get to see Ahsoka being the ass kicking Ahsoka that you want her to be. Mm-hmm. She finally tells them that about everybody finds out that she was a Jedi of sorts. The Mandalorians swoop in and end up saying, look, we need your help. And she takes off with them. So that's how they're... I'm glad that they're tying this into the last arc so that it wasn't like three separate blocks of episodes. Yeah, how cool was Maul? Dude. Yeah. He's he's just such a badass. Yeah. I'm so glad that they brought him back. I mean, I hate how they brought him back, but I'm glad Mm -hmm. that he was back. But one small piece moving in this mechanism which I have designed, and yet when you falter, it jeopardizes everything. Do you understand? Just well done. Well done. The episode I personally felt was really, really good. Yeah, I did. I did too. I like the whole arc, but I'm biased towards Rafa, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love the animation. The animation of this arc. Well, it's fantastic. You're right. Mm-hmm. Facial expressions, the way the backgrounds look, the cities look, the sca- cityscapes. Every, I mean, it's, everything was done really, really well. Ahsoka looks badass, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Was, and, but seriously, when I talk about the facial expressions, this episode opens up on them in their cell. They're all back in the cell. They <laughs> were in and then out of and then back in again in the previous episode and the sisters are arguing with each other who are in turn, both arguing with Ahsoka and the facial expressions of the sisters as they argued were so real to life. It was Mm -hmm. a a cinematic quality animation. And I think it would be amazing to see a movie length story in this format. Now that they've, you know, got it, got it down. A little better. I think it would be great to see. And I'd love if it was about Ahsoka. I want to see a standalone Martez sister movie. That would be great. Now, do you want both the sisters or just the one? No, just Rafa. Trace, <laughs> I'm not into, yeah, Trace, you know, whatever. Yeah. She can, yeah. she can be in it for like 10 minutes, but that's yeah. it. Yeah. Rafa's cute, man. She is. I totally see where you're, where you're getting at the freckles the whole bit. I, I get it. Yeah. yeah get it. A lot of people are giving me shit though. They're saying that she's a teenager and it's not out there that she's a teenager. So in my head canon, she's like 28. So until you can prove that she's a teenager to me, 
I, dude, I would have thought she was older than that. I was That's thinking I her, thought, yeah. her sister would be like 24. Thank and you. And that she okay, would be good. like closer like to, a creep. yeah, upper 20s to maybe 30. But they other just, than that, I'm into an animated character, but yeah. Well, that, you know, like you're practically yeah. a cartoon yourself, so it's all fun. <laughs> Uh, I got a question for King Tom, though. Okay. Are the Pikes clones? Because it's, they seem very similar in shooting ability. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Racist. <laughs> I'm just saying. They are just like, they shoot like shit. Just like the Stormtroopers do. How dare you. But anyway, yeah, man. Now we're Great headed episode. into the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. So four more episodes left, right? Yep. Okay, great. great. And there's a there's a trailer, the final TV spot for the Clone Wars. Dude, it's like prepare to be shed some tears if if you are even slightly emotionally invested in the clone wars expect expect some hard moments coming at you in the next four poor weeks Corey. poor cory yeah cory is going to be in trouble <laughs> it's star oh, I, I, have, I haven't seen it i haven't seen it oh, i gotta watch it's it good it's really yeah, good, i gotta watch man. it but uh but yeah cool good good times great man thank so, you so hey for- that's all yeah. I got, but I don't want to okay. like completely wreck the show, but we haven't done a music minute in a while and buddy, I've got one for you. Oh, great, great, great. Can't wait. Baby, please don't let me have to bleed. I'm helping you with the band-aid. My pleasure is coming up and down to and fro And all I have to say Please, please, give me some hazelnuts to eat I'm not freaking out, you see I just want some hazelnuts to eat I can't understand How last episode... We come out and the, the hazelnuts is the biggest fucking thing. I am so glad it went from my Hang on, head. listen to this listen to this voice. That affected voice went hazelnuts. It sounded like shut up in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that was epic. You should have seen Les's face. He knew something was up because he looked right at me. I gotta have my hazelnuts. I shut up in your face. Oh, Eric, that was epic. I'm Music Minute, probably my favorite ever. Yeah. I wish I could say I wrote that, but I did not. Yes. yes. And the song is titled Hazelnuts, by the way. If you want to check it out on YouTube, that's good. That is good stuff, man. I'll have my own YouTube of Les, and that song is a theme song in the background. (laughs) Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Loved it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Leroy! Anyhow, blah, blah. That sounded like the intro to Top Gun, too. Harold Fourth Superman. Oh, this was from a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm not going to debate that because I, I said that before. I watched Top mm-hmm. Gun again with Lorena. She's never seen it, and I was so saddened by how bad the dialogue was mm-hmm. and how <laughs> I I absolutely adore that movie, and I put in such high regards as a kid and wore aviators and an aviation jacket or whatever you call those jackets, you know, the, flight, the, bomber, the jackets, bomber jackets. The bomber jacket, yeah. In California and for then some weird reason. Just, it was so bad. It was awful. The just only so the jacket makes sense is being either in the air or not living here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. The worst part about it, though. The worst part about it was the cheesy dialogue between Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis. It was just Oh, dude, it was so horrendous. not good. Horrendous. It, and that whole you lost that love and feeling that was so everybody loved that. That is like painful to watch. Yeah. And as a kid, I was like, that's how I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to bust out the song at a bar. I'm going to find my girl like that. And then I'm watching it. And Lori's like, this movie is really bad. And I was like, do no, that. it gets better. That'd be great to embarrass her. Oh, yeah. Do that one. Yeah, it would be really cool. But the movie, except for the flight scenes, the flight scenes are fantastic, dude. They still hold up. Yeah. I didn't like it because of the video game. Fuck that. King Tom, you give me PTSD every time you talk about that goddamn game. I like the flying parts, but landing, landing. on the damn aircraft Fucking, carrier. I could never do it. I put in the sound effects like I'm doing right now, and that brings me PTSD. Just the crackling static. Oh, God. Fuck that game. Fuck that game. <laughs> You're right, but it's cool hearing the Steve Stevens bit, uh, the guitar bit at, on 8-bit or 16-bit, whatever it was on. Yeah. 8-bit. Uh, yeah. Man, I got so pissed. Somebody put something up on Twitter about Rafa and the girls. They're like, fuck Clone Wars and the Star Wars fucking social justice bullshit. They're like, look at the characters, how they look. They're trying to feed us social justice. Oh, it was Geeks and Gamers. Oh, was it? Mm -hmm. Oh, seriously? Oh, man. Oh, screw that. He's like, that's why I haven't watched a single episode of season seven, because you're trying to shove this social justice bullshit down our throats. Fuck you, these are the same people that are afraid of their own sexuality. Yeah. And right. they, they feel a little tingly inside <laughs> and they freak out over things like this. Everybody's had gay thoughts, Araj. It's yeah. okay. Hey, man. I still have them. I have them every Wednesday at 11. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's, that's what Henry Cavill is for. <laughs> right. God George damn. Clooney. He's a handsome guy, dude. I mean, I'm older than you, Boo. So you're still looking at the youngest. His, his, his. He's a good-looking dude, but his face kind of throws me off a bit. Does it? It's not. It's not. Glad you analyzed it. Yeah. Do you ever? Do you ever see him back when he was? <laughs> he was on the Facts of Life. Oh yeah, the long feathered hair. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Clooney. Who George Clooney? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then Roseanne. People forget about that. Yeah, he was I forgot Roseanne. he was on Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, he was. What was the show that Jason Bateman was on in the '80s as a kid? Give me a break. No, was he on Give Me a Break when Mel Carter? Someone was on Give Me the Break. Um, Bateman became a childhood star. His sister was Justine Bateman, who was on Facts of Life. No, she was on Family Ties. Justine, oh, you're right. I was thinking of she was Joey. She wasn't Joey. She was way cuter than Joey. She was on Family Ties. That's right. She would talk shit on um, Alex P. Keaton all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, Joey, I'm thinking Joey Lawrence. You're thinking of Joey Lawrence. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jason Bateman was on. Gosh, if only I had some sort of device right in front of me where I could just type words in and like magic, know, it would right? tell me what I'm looking for. Hang on. Silver Spoons. Silver Spoons. Really? 
That's what it says. No, he was. A, that's not the one I'm thinking. No, he. If he was, that's a different one. He was like I a smart. He was a ten-year-old Jason Bateman. Valerie. Oh, Valerie. The Hogan family. That's right. Valerie. Valerie. Yep. That's absolutely. He was. Yeah, but he was on. He was only on twenty-one episodes of Silver Spoons. Yeah, he didn't make it past the second season. Okay. Ricky Schroeder got uh got pissed off. He was taking all his spotlight. Got him. Are you uh, serious? No, no, no. I'm totally kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> But I would just imagine that starting rumors. Starting rumors. God damn! I'm getting ready to call Rick Schroeder up right now. Yeah, Say you listen to me. I think you know Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, I think he got the better deal career wise. That's for sure. You, you got know, that. Rick right. Did show up on NYPD Blue right for a while. Mm-hmm. Yo, he was the main guy yeah. for a and, while. And twenty four. And twenty four. The, the yeah. bad season. <laughs> I only what saw the bad. first season of that. The first five were really good, and then. It just, I was like super into it back then. After the fifth one. I only watched one day of it. <laughs> Those seasons were actually like, season one was a Monday and season two was the Tuesday after that Monday. That's by the fifth one, man. He's so tired. He hasn't slept at all. It's yeah. just like, yeah, we're just exhausted. This in. Yeah. That, that was my thing. I was like, how many problems can he get that he has to deal with in 24 hours? I'm like, that's just 24. Yeah, yeah no, I know that, but I'm just like, good Lord. I'm like, this guy's just. He's a great multitasker. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. It's like, is he the like only you, one? It's happening in real time and nobody shits. No. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> really tight sphincters. I mean, just, just, by and nobody court, has like diarrhea. Knox, like, yeah. like, you would think it's like one, one out of the day, Nobody's one day, somebody's just like, oh yeah. shit, my stomach, I ate some nachos. Yeah. All right, let's get into pop culture. You know what? Let's start. You know what? We got a voicemail from our man, the legend, the whim. We've never got a voicemail from the whim. We have got a voicemail from the whim. We have. Mm -hmm. When we made it to uh, the network, he left a voicemail. Damn, you remember that kind of shit? Yep. The whim whim is the man. Well, let me do this over again because now I feel like an asshole. The Whim sent us a voicemail. I think this is his second time he's ever sent us a voicemail. <laughs> so thank you, Whim. I remember back in the day he did it for our. Uh, he's did it more than twice. More than twice. More than twice. Okay. Just say he sent the damn. Yeah, let, me, say, yeah. let me do this again. The damn voicemail. That's it. Leave it. Like that, you got to keep man. that. You have to keep that. We got a voicemail from the Whim. He sent us like three voicemails. Oh, God. This is the fourth, it looks like. Maybe more uh, booze pointing up. So, Whim, thank you for sending us all those voicemails, and I appreciate you're back on track. Um, let's uh, let's listen to the Whim. Hey, guys, just wanted to send you an update recorded like you asked, so I searched deep for my inner King Tom, and hence my audio. And uh, first things first, fuck you guys. Everybody knows <laughs> that when you're talking about soundtracks, there is only one. That's right. Brian Adams, come on now! Have you oh, ever really loved Robin Hood? Everything I do, I do for you. Yeah, only yeah, a chosen yeah. one, a chosen Canadian one can give us all for love with Rod Stewart and thing. Now, just saying, he's an officer of the Order of Canada, was awarded the Order of British Columbia and the Queen Elizabeth II Golden Jubilee Medal in Canada. Whitney oh, fan club Celine, rank. Fucking amateurs, the BA. <laughs> and another fuck you guys. Now, how dare you besmirch the name of John Murray? Yes, that John Murray. Younger brother of Bill, star of the insanely popular film Moving Wild. Oh. Other than Star Wars movies, I judge movies by how quickly I can recall the quotes in everyday life. Now, that being said, I've probably seen Moving Violations since 
the 80s is one of the last time I saw it. But yeah, I still quote a line from that movie all the time. Whenever somebody tells me they're sick all the time, my go-to is, how can I be a hypochondriac when I'm sick all the time? Associating movie quotes <laughs> of life has been my mantra. Whenever somebody mentions the phrenologist, I can't help but to think that they feel and interpret the size of Walt's asshole. Now, if you know what I was talking about, we're on the same track. We all do it. Now, now I wish I could recall names as easily as I could quote movie lines from bad 80s movies, but to stick with that theme, can I add the trailer trash? I mean, in the same vein, I have a quote that I've used all the time, and it's from the 1984 cinematic masterpiece, Hot Dog the Movie. Now, I did check IMDb, and sadly, it did not win any awards. And, well, you can kiss my ass. Not on this yeah. side. Hot Dog the not Movie. On that side. But right in the middle. Hot Dog the Movie, everybody. Now, if we're throwing out recommendations other than Hot Dog the Movie, a little quid pro quo. I did start watching Ozark, and you guys are right. It's it's a phenomenal show. Yay. Uh, great recommendation. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're under a house arrest, which is another Brian Adams song off the 1991 Waking Up the Neighbors. Um, I have a book recommendation. Now, I was getting Facebook spammed by them, and uh, uh, since the... You know, since we've been quarantined, I had uh, signed up for Kindle Unlimited. I started reading uh, different books online, and one of them was Awaken Online by Travis Bagwell. Kind mm -hmm. of the same feel as Ready Player One. It's, you know, not the same oh, story, shit. but it takes place where he keeps accessing a game. And the story revolves around that. But um, so far, I'm halfway through. It's a really good book. I suggest it. And, um, Thoroughly enjoyed it so far. And I also wanted to comment on Raj going deep and shaving his head. Uh, all the while, I'm here in upstate New York with a bowl on my head. So until next time, my friends, stay healthy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. For, that was first awesome. of all, Wim, I, I sense a hint of the main character from Letty, Letterkenny in your voice. So I'll just say back to Chorin for you. Mm, there you nice. go. Deep cut. Um, deep cut. And that, that, that alone is a connection we'll share. Awesome. Go ahead. I'm glad you banged on the fucking mic when you did that too. Hey, hazelnuts crunch crunch. <laughs> hazelnuts hazelnuts crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch crunch. Oh, Wim, we uh, appreciate it, man. Love listening to all the great voicemails that you've sent over the the, over the years. Uh, keep keep on sending them, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we will definitely uh, check out Hot Dog the movie. I don't, do you guys remember that one or no? It's a, yes, it was, dude. It's a ski. Oh, I don't remember. It's it. a ski movie. Oh. Yes, um, and it was Hot Dog Two, the sequel, right? Mm -hmm. It was just um, named Hot Dog Two, the sequel. Is that where they wore the the? It was the very eighties and the pastel colors and the blonde dude. Oh no, that was, no, that was the the villain in um, Better Off Dead. My bad, dude. Better Off Dead is I one of the movie. best eighties movies I possible. I, I agree. I I quoted that movie so much just in casual everyday life, and I remember I was young, like a senior in high school, and my buddy Mike and I worked at this little grocery store. And I one day he shows up and he is pissed at me. I was like, what is your problem? Well, he saw Better Off Dead for the first time. And he had been under the impression that I had made up all this hilarious stuff, I would say, myself. And he saw it was all quotes from this movie. And I'm like, sir, you you made all that up in your head. I never claimed <laughs> that I made this. <laughs> but that, sir, awesome. is a good ski movie right there. It's just a great movie. 
that's just a great fucking movie. My, one of my favorite scenes is when he falls asleep when he's doodling and it goes into um, Everybody Wants Some. By Van Halen, yeah. By Van Halen. Oh, such a good such a good scene. Now You wash we, your hands on your own time. That's right. Two dollars. Two dollars. Where the, the, the kid shows up and he tells him and he goes through the door and he tries to give him this whole excuse of why he doesn't have it. Johnny. Four weeks. Twenty papers. That's two dollars. Plus tip. Gee, Johnny, I don't have a dime. Sorry. Didn't ask for a dime. Two dollars. See, the problem here is, is that my little brother this morning, he got his arm caught in the microwave and, and uh, my grandmother dropped acid and she freaked out and hijacked a school bus full of penguins. So it's kind of a family crisis. So come back later. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Good gear. <laughs> it's, it's, anyway, it's go great. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was going to say, let's transition right into our trailer trash. This one's bad, guys. I mean, I mean, all of the ones I've shown are pretty bad, but this one I think uh, takes the cake on special effects and acting, and I think it's called Birdemic or something. Oh, is it like Sharknado? I well, you tell me. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we should watch. Is this uh, is this Hitchcock? It's it's very close to Hitchcock, <laughs> or just the last part of his name. Mm. Birdemic. Let's do this together. All right, everybody, listen up. You're going to watch this with us, all right? It's It says, the official Birdemic Shock and Terror theatrical trailer. Uh, hopefully, Raj, remember to put the link in the notes. Yeah, I did. For the time. show. Uh, so I'm going to count us in. I'm going to say one, two, three, go, and we're going to go on go. Not on one, not on two, not on three, but go. Are you ready? One, two, three, go. <laughs> Gather, 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 gather. Yeah, I earned it. All those big deals I did with NCT. <laughs> and millions of dollars of revenues and sales. <laughs> is, this, is this like a student film? No, this is a real movie. It's IMDb. Dude. On check VHS? Hi. Watch. Think about opening up a green tech company. Nice shot, by the way. Shitty. A beautiful young fashion. I remember you now. You were my English class. I was. Pesh. What? So how come you never made a pass at me in school? This sounds like a <laughs> shitty porno. Did you see it? Yeah. This looks like a really shitty porno. Aw, they're together. Look how happy they are. A new beginning. How big was the sale? One million. Oh, kiss Aww. on the cheeks. Just... In other news today, <laughs> the population of polar bears is declining rapidly. Hi, my name is Jerry Owens. I'm from Solar Power Accessories. This morning, flocks of seagulls and crows were found... A new breed of terror. <laughs> the, the, the letters weren't even lined up the right way. No, they're not. <laughs> from visionary writer and director James Nguyen. The crows and seagulls also caused... Watch, watch the, the CGI. CGI bird. Yeah, watch this. It gets better. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Everything's been fine until now. Oh no! Is it hobo with a shotgun? And they're playing Limbiscuit, I think. This is like the longest trailer I've ever seen. What the fuck? Hey, is that? we finally got something I wanted to see. Yeah. Oh my! Look, look at this! Look at this! <laughs> He's running with beer. Oh my gosh, dude! No. They're walking out with wire hangers. What is? Whoa! The cartels involved, evidently. Oh wow! And this random sex scene. <laughs> Some militia guys shooting birds. The human species is dangerous. Look at that. <laughs> I think that actor's been in some big movies. I think he has. Birdemic, shock and terror. Look at that. Look at the CGI. 
Dude, they had it. They had a bird just go head first into a car. Damn, carpenter, huh? The new carpenter. It said, "Watch." I don't know. What is this? Oh my god! That had to be a joke, man. It's so bad. I thought it was fake. I thought it was fake, so I looked it up on IMDb. No, it is real. The, the official the, Birdemic Shock and Terror theatrical trailer. It's on. Yeah, it's they, a thing. They would have been better off, like doing sort of like what they did with Jaws, and you never really see the birds because that's right. terrible. It was. It's terrible. You know what, guys? You definitely need to check this out. Wait, uh, hold on. Are they just using condors and hawks as the it, CG? And it's, it looks like the same exact condor, by the way. There's three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen better graphics in Duck Hunt. <laughs> you know, the they're, they're kids that are making better TikTok videos. Yeah, than exactly. this damn movie. Oh my they're gosh, like dude! Nine-year-old kids that are busting out awesome. Hey, TikTok well, let's you know that TikTok wasn't around back then. Let's give him some credit here. This visionary director, how old is fucking? No, he's the next Carpenter. Dude. As simple as that. He <laughs> the next anything. How old is this movie? I don't know. I I stopped looking after I saw it was real. I, I would have <laughs> <I was, it laughs> <was, it> <laughs> <laughs> throw, uninstalled IMDb right after that. <laughs> what is happening here? This is awful. It was really bad. I got another one. Is it cool if we watch it real quick? I don't know yeah, if it's it's as good as that, but it's really trash is actually really fun. So if, yeah, we can you want to watch this one? Yeah. All right, guys. I know that was pretty bad, but I got one here that's actually really good. I think. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's sort of like that song that we were talking about earlier. Uh, I I like it. Maybe not everybody else will, but uh, mm. uh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thomas Joseph here. And today I am really excited to share with you two simple ways to get those pesky skins off of the hazelnut. Now, why do you want to- <laughs> What the bleep, man? I knew it. I fucking knew it. What in the world? <laughs> Those pesky skins, pesky skins <laughs> off your hazelnuts. Okay, that'll do. <laughs> oh, kitchen conundrums. Well, this is a Martha Stewart thing. It is a Martha Stewart thing. Yeah. It is quite small, Les. <laughs> do you like watching that, Les, and imagining that's you? He's holding in his hands. <laughs> Until this part here, right here. Until he gets the actual nutcracker and crunches, yeah, crunches my hazelnuts. Some dominatrix shit here. Put your nuts in the nutcracker. Fantastic. That is masochistic on everyone. Come on, let's. Oh. Oh. I'm going to put the show notes, the link for this also. Guys. If you want to watch this with us, please watch this with us as well. Oh, gosh. Oh, fantastic. Uh, this is more. I'm happy that you're all happy, everyone. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. We have an email. How did that even happen? How did hazelnuts even happen? Can we walk? How did it happen? Let me tell you. How it has. Me again. Okay, let's, let's break we it down. Talking about your balls. We're talking about we're talking my about balls. Eyes. Yeah, talking, your balls. My ball, oh, all of our balls came up at some point, right? No. No, no, no. That was like, that was like weeks that was ago. long ago, buddy. Yeah. We're so, talking about your game and your hazel eyes. Yeah. And then you said you were uncomfortable. And I said, next week, we're going to talk about your nuts. And then King Tom came through with hazelnuts yeah, he, he, hit he just hit park. it out of the park it was gone it's for the the betterment of society and the world <laughs> right now that people laugh okay i'm sorry oh, less you i'm very <laughs> sorry good i just i just needed the setting to come back i you know i kind of yeah got lost there yeah in the, 
We have an email from Big Thrombulator. Big T. You want to read this? On no. Please go ahead. <laughs> talking about hazelnuts and thrombulators, dude. And it says thrombolighter at this point. I don't point. know. I, I, I spell checked. I spell checked. All right. I got it. Let's go. Okay. Hey, fellas. <laughs> uh, hey, fellas. <laughs> you guys have not spent a bunch of time talking about a bunch of times. Whoa, my voice got a twang <laughs> to it. This is the start that over. Yeah, go ahead. Ah, hey. <laughs> hey, oh, I'm just going to have to do it that way. All right. Hey, fellas, I'm thankful you guys have not spent a bunch of time talking about Joe Exotic while the show is great. That's all everyone's talking about, and I'm sick of it. Anyways, Twas thinking that with Disney Fox deal complete now, and everyone excited about the X-Men and Fantastic Four joining the MCU, which is awesome. This pretty much guarantee that there will be a new X-Men animated series, which I don't think we've had since like 2009 when there was Wolverine in the X-Men series, which was really cool. But obviously it does not compare to the great classic that is the early 90s X-Men <laughs> series. This new animated series can tell all the great stories that the movies tried to tell. But as we know, animation can tell some stories easier and better than the live action. Which stories are you guys most interested in seeing? Mm. Also, not going to go on too long, but I saw that Rosario Dawson has signed a multiple year contract Ooh, to play Shoka as it's spelled right here in live action. Do you think this means that they might try and do the search for Ezra live action? Oh, I hope they don't. I feel like the Dave Filoni verse should stay in animation form, but what do I know? Anyway, sorry for the long email. Big T. Thrombulator. Thank you. That was a great rendition of Thrombulator's voice. I'm sure it's not even that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go to the X-Men stuff first. What do you guys think? Is there stories that you want to see on screen? I hope it's like the 90s X-Men. That was uh, one of the best animated series ever. Yeah, I'm thinking about this. And and thanks for the, the question, Thrombulator. It's, it's a great question. Yes. It's got me thinking. A lot of the stories that I would like to see, I don't know that you could do in the first season of a show. Mm-hmm. They would need to be established. Like the X-Men, when they, they went into space, not the first time, but the second time with the Brood. Mm. And the, you know, the now, and that was with Captain Marvel, also, right? Yes, that was with when yeah. Captain Marvel became, or you know, she she was Ms. Marvel back then, but she was depowered, and then she became binary. And yes. they had a history together, and that story was just as much about the lives of the X Men and how they looked at life and death. And I remember I read that as a kid; I, it was before I was ten, and I I got something from it you know it, it was deeper than a lot of a, a lot of superhero things and i think that would be a cool story another another story i'd like to see is uh, a takeoff of the years when the x-men were in australia kind of mm-hmm. living underground they were more of a strike team back then i don't know how kid friendly that is but again that's not something that you could do with the new show maybe you know season three or four or after that but those are the types of stories that i'd want to see i'm, I'm of the mind of those types of stories, but I would rather they do something like a six episode se- season, an arc, and tell those stories. So, like, get Executioner song mm-hmm. and just make, you know, six to eight episodes and just rock it. That's your season. You're getting Executioner song. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I mean, I understand if there's continuity or a way to, uh, you know, because in between seasons you have that gap of like what's going on, what has happened since then, but. I'm sure they'll be able to find a way to tell those stories. I just would like it instead of being an arc of like four episodes, 
this season is X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, I get it. You know what I mean? And you're getting <laughs> like days an anthology. Of, yeah, you're getting Days yeah. of Future Past. And then the next season is X-Men season two or season three. And it's Executioner's Song or Immigrant Song. X-Men in Australia oh. or something like that. You know, but that season would be would focus on that time there instead of trying to give you multiple arcs and multiple uh, awesome stories and going, okay, boom, 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 boom. Here you go. I'd rather them go ahead and do something like that. My, my question is, is that we have a, a fused continuity, a fused world of comic books, movies, and TV shows. How much are they going to deviate from Great their question. movies to their TV shows, to their comics. Like, are they all going to be canon? Exactly. Like, like Lucasfilm is. Yeah, how much are they going to, are they going to have... Are they going to tie the stories all exactly, together? Exactly, exactly. So, so that's yeah. so that's my question, because there's a lot of things that I want to see, but some of these things they just can't do, or just not do yet. They don't have characters put together. They don't have characters brought, uh, brought into the world yet, you know, things like that. So that's my question is because this is the first time that we've had something where it's all a cohesiveness, where it just everything is in just the one place. And I, I think it's a little tough for them now to, you know, because it's even happening where the comics now are kind of kind of not not following exactly what the movies are doing, but they're they're taking notes. They're saying they're like key points and things like that. But there's also still a whole different, you know, uh, branch of comics that have nothing to do with any of the movies, but I think that's, I think this is something where they're going to wonder, well, how much can we do different than the movies? That's a great point, Boo, but the, the comics are aligning with the movies, but they're not telling the same story. Oh yeah, absolutely it's, not. Yeah. So I think they, they have that advantage while, you know, it, the MCU exists and that's their big thing. That's where they make all their money. And they, they were doing the net Netflix shows for a while, which were telling Stories in the same universe in another corner, but we're, we're going to start getting these Disney Plus series, which are continuing the stories. I think those will be related. I don't see, unlike Star Wars, where Rebels tells the story of what happened to the Rebel Alliance before A New Hope. I don't think the cartoons are going to tell the same stories in different periods or that they're going Mm-mm. to link up. The, the comp, It's not going to be as, you know, they're not all going to be on the same street. Right. So I- to speak. What I would say is, is that at some point, I know this is just so everybody knows out there, this is the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, if I'm not mistaken, parts of the multiple of the seasons that we've gotten have done enough to keep, you know, to toe the line or mm-hmm. to keep that yeah. line. Yeah. So I could I would assume or at least think that they're going to come together and go, OK, we're done with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. How about we get another group or something like that to try to make that as the uh yardstick yeah you know and mm-hmm. say okay they're going to be the ones that keep uh either referring to the massive events in the mcu mm-hmm. or dealing with the fallout from all those things damage um, control doing it, yeah exactly ah <laughs> yes see and if they're doing uh you know what there's a there's a so i read a thor issue way back in the day and new york had an actual unit like it was like a superhero crime unit it was just regular guy. I think they were called Code Blue or something like that. And they would like get out in the street when stuff was going down in New York and like help either crowd control or actually fight, you know, and they were like they had super powered. Uh, they had like cybernetic enhancements and all kinds of cool stuff that would help them compete. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be a group to pull out and try to, you know, tell some stories with or something like that. Uh, but I think that someone in the room is going to go, hey, we probably should try to develop something that 
is the yardstick and just keeps things moving, you know, keeps the keeps things going along. And for those people to just be able to plug in here and there and go, OK, yeah. cool. Yeah, because because we've seen that with uh, like the Netflix Marvel shows where, you know, like in the in the in Daredevil for sure. Daredevil, where yeah, you they were see stuff. Yeah. yeah, where you see the stuff in the background, the articles in the background of this happening, that happening, this happened, you know, that kind of stuff where everything you know is not not everything is. In, in a, a a direct thing or a direct action from that, but it is a a prevalent idea. I just need someone in Disney Marvel or at Disney to just do this one thing. And King Tom, I'm sure you will hopefully get goosebumps like I'm getting. There's always in Spider Man panels sometimes, or even in Daredevil, here and there. They'll have, and I think I've told a Roger about this, you know, there'll be like the skyline of New York and Spider-Man's like mm-hmm. in the background on a newspaper. And then what you'll see in the corner is a red flaming four mm-hmm. from the human torch, just like out there, just doing his thing off in like Brooklyn or wherever the bleep they're going to be at. You know, I'm just waiting for that moment. Like that will let me know that they're all, I mean, as much as they've done things for me personally, that's going to be my, uh, Chief Palpatine showing up at celebration and uh-huh. saying rolling again. That's gonna be my moment when we're watching a movie or we're watching one of these shows and you know, oh look at that. And it's like boom, human torch mm-hmm. fl- dropping mm-hmm. that four off into the night sky. Like ugh. or a reference to the Baxter building or something like that. That that alone is basically like the you know, just the stamp. Like yes. Just a rubber stamp. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, it's approved. Here you go, guys. Enjoy. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to slow down, calm down here. That's good. You guys are ner- geeking out on the comics and mm-hmm. comic characters. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Thrombulator, uh, the question you had about um, Ahsoka Tano and the multiple contract, the multiple year show, whatever contracts you did, hopefully that is true. Eric, is that something that you want to see or you think that it'll even tap into as a search for Ezra? I personally don't think that's going to happen. But are we, in your opinion, if this is true, are we going to get a continuity of after Mandalore? I mean, after the Mandalorian Ahsoka or somewhere other than that? Well, we've got this rumored uh, Rebels sequel and I would assume that that's what that was going to be about animated sequel series. And I, oy, I would rather keep it animated. If they're going to do something with Ahsoka live action, I think dragging more uh, characters into it would, I don't know. It just that I feel like that if it was going to have a chance to fall apart, it would be when you reintroduce all these people at one time into live action i think you think you do it slow man <laughs> you know what i mean i think you get ahsoka and you keep that you don't get right. ezra in there and thrawn and everything else so uh i would think not i would hope not i hope that's not the other surprise that skitera was talking about was uh, a casting of ezra <laughs> uh, nah i don't no, nobody okay, would okay. say that was bigger than ahsoka no 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 well thank unless you. it was sal's no, kid if it yeah, was Axel, that's right. That's getting right, cast, Axel. then I'd be like, "Hell yeah, that's let's shout that from the rooftops." That's right. Uh, this is a good segue, Boo. We we were talking last night about Daredevil. Oh, you guys yes. mentioned Daredevil, so you want to bring that up? So interestingly enough, with everything kind of being delayed or just kind of stopped, or just right. you know, is, you know, just everything stops in their tracks. There is some 
I, I guess some light at the end of the tunnel, if you could say that. This is the biggest one, but in November, Daredevil goes back to Marvel. It goes away from Netflix and becomes a full Marvel property once again. And then, you know, all the other shows, you know, uh, Jessica Jones is the last one because she had her season last. Before that will be uh, The Punisher, it's The Iron Fist, and uh, um, uh, Luke Cage will return, I think, even sooner than Daredevil. So with that, these delays might actually help or add to the universe that we already have or they're trying to build kind of thing. So I think it is I think it's kind of interesting that November isn't that long away. You know, they could figure out some things, do some things, even add some, you know, some reshoots or stuff like that. I'm sure all these actors and actresses are hungry to to put these characters back into you know, back into full throttle. I found that really interesting. I was like, huh, we might actually get something good out of what is going on now. That's interesting you said that because Dr. Strange's director, Scott Derrickson, took to Twitter last week. This is what he had to say. He said, the pushing of all these big tentpole release dates will increase their overall quality. More time for script and production design development. Blade Runner looks so amazing because Ridley Scott and his team took a year during the 8081 actor and WGA strike to perfect the visuals. So this could actually help all the stuff that we love mm-hmm. and is so dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. The content might end up being better for everything, including stuff from Lucasfilm. Yes. So very interesting. Said that. And speaking of Doctor Strange, King Tom, you have something to say a little bit about Doctor. Oh well, yeah. Doctor Strange and another property, right? Marvel stuff. Um, yeah. First, I think uh, you mentioned Scott Derrickson. He directed the first Doctor Strange. He was supposed to direct the second one. Yeah. But uh, rumors start, or he, it was announced a few months ago that he was not with the project anymore. And they were, it was rumored that Sam Raimi was going to be doing the sequel. And I believe it was this week he officially, and he announced himself that he was doing it. So it's nice yeah, to have that confirmed. Really cool. Really time. cool, man. That's awesome. John Krasinski, off Star and other properties, he uh, was Jack talking, Ryan. Jack Ryan, he was talking with, uh, with Kevin Fige mm-hmm. about a about a return to the Marvel universe, and who is he rumored to be? There is a uh, character that everybody's talking about. I, I don't know if they're rumors. I think they're just uh, wish wishes. What do you two think about that, or are you all you guys think about that? And who is he rumored to be? He's the uh, FBI agent, Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> no apparently uh they, the the wish is that he will be reed, reed richards. richards yeah mm-hmm. but i saw something and it made me think he might make a great cyclops also oh, i could see i that. could see that mm-hmm. very interesting um, i love him i think he's great and everything he's a great actor he's turned himself to an action star and a very mm-hmm. very or just good a solid solid and a great actor. director yeah yeah, he's gone past the the comedy oh, yeah. chops, and he's he's taken it to another level. Yeah, he has. Yeah, and he's done a lot Good of for different him. things. So I love his wife. I I mean, it, naturally, she's it, even better than him. Naturally, oh, yeah, it would be is. that they should be cast together as Reed and Sue. Oh, that would and, be rad and do their thing. I'll take it. I, I mean, that would be great. But I, man, the more I think about it, the more I look at it, I could totally see him being Cyclops. Mm-hmm. And leading the X Men for the next, however many movies they can produce, and right. get him in there for. 
Awesome. I love it. I love this news. I, li- I love that we have news, news. about comic book okay. TV movie news. So that brings my question. I have a question. Is, is Krasinski okay with doing multi multiple films? That's an issue. What else is he doing that I'm not I'm No, I'm saying like, you know, a lot of actors, they'll go oh, t- oh. and talk and do their thing and then say, oh, but I don't want to do multiple Well, let films, me tell you, you know? he was the finalist between him and... Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Captain America. Oh, Evans. Oh, that's Evans. right. He was oh. a finalist. It was between those two, and uh, Evans beat him out on it. So I think he's he's so he up went for and did it. Did uh, 13 hours after that, right? He made himself. And he made himself. Yeah, that's what I love about him. He proved himself to studios. Yeah, and then Jack oh. Ryan. If you watch Jack Ryan, it's fantastic. Wow. He's great in it, and he is yeah. a action star. I love it. We're gonna end this thing with an email from our boy Shank, who used to be called Stephen, has a new name now. Go ahead, Les. I think this is a good one for you to read. Uh-huh. Dear Sith Listers, while I did read Powers of X and How Powers of Ten and House of X, I was turned off by the large amount of books that Dawn of X consisted of. Since I've really been trying to keep the number of X books I get to a reasonable level. Would you say that Oh, sorry. <laughs> he, he might need that. I'm sorry, I changed. Would the you screen. say that all of the books are worth reading? If you had to recommend just one title to follow, would it be Hickman's X-Men or is there another title you you like? I've always been an X-Men fan, but I hate when there are like 20 damn books to follow. <sighs> Can't wait for the Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi movie. Shank. Thank you, Shank. That's my whole big thing is when they have like 30 different books and different storylines and I just can't follow. That's why I never got really got into comic mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. But So what do you guys, yeah, what do you think about this? Again, I'll defer to the king. Yeah, I think always. I think I think Shank has an excellent point, but part of mm-hmm. it is they did Powers of Ten, House of X to relaunch everything, and they have mm-hmm. so many X characters and so many storylines they have to service. So yeah, they are you know the Dawn of X was I think it was what eight books at one time, and or something like that, and then there are going to be even more uh, after that. So it is a lot at once. Not every one of them is indispensable. I I tried getting the first issue of each. Um, I I was really looking forward to Fallen Angels and Excalibur, and those two series just didn't do it for me. I might check them out some other time. My favorite, probably out of all of them, is the Marauders, just because it's got a it's got characters I like, and it's got a great mix of action, humor, and emotions. X Force is good also because it's. It's like the Black Ops team of X-Men. Hickman's mm-hmm. X-Men um, is not... I would not say it's a continuous story. Each issue... And again, we haven't had new issues of any of these in, in more than a month, it feels like now. Um, but Hicks, Hickman's is more just single stories that tell the progression of what's going on overall. Rather yeah. than focusing... Yeah. Uh, almost like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? You know, it's just towing the line exactly you, 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 you get what i'm trying to say here yeah it's just yeah. basically this is the foundation this is what's going on we're going to highlight here and there uh see i have a much much more different approach to comics in general but let me say this first of all x-men is and i could be wrong and i'm i'm not i have no issue with being wrong but if i'm You're not mistaken, wrong x-men is the flagship like they're the flag bearer as far as the comics go from marvel like yeah. For a very, very long time, mm-hmm. X Men was running shit for a very mm-hmm. long time. So there's always been multiple X books. And yeah. I could see why it's it's discouraging to you know it's intimidating to look up and go mm-hmm. okay. And and I've I've been to 
I've had different experiences at my comic shops that I've gone to, you know, where someone is willing to walk me right in and go, hey, this is what you're looking for. You can come over here. This is what you're looking for, you know, and help me out and get me there. And then I've had other people just go, oh, all the X, it's under the letter X over there. And you just go, well, what the the fuck? Like, hello. You know, um, if you have the digital platform, I would say just go through them all. You know, it's it well, you got be, time now. right? You got plenty of time now. I usually wait for trades. That's what I do. So I, I am really, really, really looking forward to just waiting for all of this, the year to be compiled of X-Force and just pick up the trade of this run and read that for sure. Well, thanks, Stephen, for that great email. Anytime we talk about X-Men or comics and you guys can geek out like this, it makes me really happy. All right, guys, I think this might, wait a minute. We have one more phone call i think some or a, i don't know a voicemail let's uh no i don't think it has to do with your nuts or hazelness or any of that <laughs> is it wrinkles again hey sith list it's wrinkles the clown i just want to make sure that you motherfuckers know that i haven't forgotten about you oh shit I think of you a lot <laughs> it's just creepy sorry man. i, I haven't know. been able to come get you assholes you know, this is our time to pull together by staying apart. Hmm. I've been getting a lot of calls since your first call to me, King Tom. Oh, thanks hmm. for calling into my Wrinkles Weezerton podcast. <laughs> Very thought provoking questions. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I'm supposed to say subdue to you, Rashad. <laughs> Fuck off. I also got calls from Dallas and Luke. They really don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Brothers, I love the Golden Locks. You are a metal god. Too bad Dallas and Luke called me and asked me to stop for you first so that Araj can become their new host. <laughs> Damn. Damn, that's uh... well, gentlemen. I have places to go and people to scare just kidding remember social distance to flatten the curve wear a mask when you go out in public just like me (laughs) this This thing is nuts (laughs) Uh, speaking of nuts i haven't forgotten about you the fuck is there to remember, Mofo? Damn. <laughs> is that crunch, crunch laughing? Oh, my God. Anyways, you assholes stay safe. Flatten the curve. <laughs> and I'll be coming for you assholes when this is over. Oh, Jesus. Well, thank you, Wrinkle. I still don't know who the hell that is, right, by the way. The fuck off, Wrinkle. Uh, <laughs> you can take a long walk off. The, the scariest pier, part was this, this cat was sounded like the cat was in pain or something at the end right there. Oh, no. Uh, the cat's just pissed. What the yeah. fuck did you do, Rog? God damn you, man. <laughs> I don't know. Content. <laughs> is that we, what we it got, is, dude? We got something to talk about, I guess. I don't, well, thank you, whoever that is. Um, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you listening and being so detailed with all the uh, all of the hosts here, um, especially Mr. Nuts over here. <laughs> all right, guys, I think that is it for this episode one ninety three. Mr. Tom Chansky, the king of all pods. Where can people hear you? Find you? Listen to you? All uh, that great things. Tom Chansky on Twitter and 
the the wrinkles weezerton podcast now i guess <laughs> and on patreon shows for the bad motivators steel wars and blue harvest great mr eric strothers where can people find you Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, where we allegedly talk just about Star Wars. And uh, follow me on Twitter, at Eric Strothers. Mr. Carlos Buarguea, there was a rumor you were on another podcast recently. What? Yes, yes. you are branching off. Yeah. <laughs> Baby's all grown up. <laughs> yes, I had the I had the wonderful opportunity to be on the Back to Tank with uh, with Condor. The Condor. Yeah. We saw a lot of Condors tonight. We saw a lot of Condors, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but my favorite Condor, yeah, yeah. My, Michael Condon. I had, uh, what was it, Josh and uh, Rusty Brown. So, yeah, so great time. Uh, what is it? Uh, you'll find me on there. You actually see me. You actually see me, so that's interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah, go listen to that. We oh, there you time. can watch it, right? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah, you watch. I crashed that podcast. He oh, came right. into the Sith Lair to record, and I decided, hey, I'm going to just take over the podcast for a good 25 minutes. Out of boy. Yeah, I apologize, Condor. No, it's all right. Yeah, so we talked about Galaxy's Edge and other stuff like that. So. Great, check that out. Yeah. I'll put it on the show notes. Thank you, thank you. No sir. problem. Condor paid me to do that. Uh, <laughs> less twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Les, where can people find your hazelnuts gleaming and shining and oh, wow. hanging from a tree? Apparently, in the forest, a tree. That's where they come shit, from, dude. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, I hang out on Twitter, and I actually do you my handle. Hang out, huh? Hazelnuts. <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> oh my god! He just and he has nuts on there. With oh, that's wonderful. Emoji and everything. Thank you. Bless your heart. I love it. At Les is more seventy-eight, and you can find me at the Sith List. We'll catch you next week on episode number 190. Guess what? Guess what we're doing for uh, episode 200? Zero. Exactly. I have no plans yet. <laughs> we'll catch you on episode number 194 of The Sith
blackness. I've always liked those kind of high heels too. You know? No, 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 no! Don't take them off. Don't take leave them on. Shove that motorcycle up your ass. <laughs> Loud ass motorcycle. Yeah, you hear, you hear choppers just... <laughs> anyway. I think, I, know, I think I know what I got for the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.